it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with another episode of TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Y'all match it. Oh, you know what? We got the red, white, and blue thing going on today. Yeah. Did, y'all, did y'all plan this? Not at all. You got the red in your lips too, so it looks good. Mm, you got the crimson, the blue. We very patri- we're giving patriotic teas. Okay. All right. How was everybody's fourth? What did y'all do? Mine was horrible, Claudia. <laughs> I, I ended up sleeping in a sleazy Best Western motel last night, and I wasn't even with a man. Why was you in a Best Western? <laughs> I made a mistake and locked myself out of my house and couldn't get back in. And we have an emergency maintenance number, but the, uh, the, the I guess the emergency, you lie? I guess the emergency maintenance man was at the club when I was <laughs> on the property and I didn't get a response, but I, I had to sleep into the hotel. I knew until the office opened, the office opens, I think at 10 at about nine o'clock, he texted me and was like, I just opened your door. I was like, well, I'm at a hotel now. Damn. You're going to have like a spare key, like under a flower pot or in your car. So no, our doors are electronic. Um, oh. I actually, I do need one. They're electronic with the electronic fob. And they, <laughs> in the office, they try their hardest not to give you two keys. If you don't have a second person on your leash, you damn near have to like, you know, bribe them for $500 to get another damn key. So, and the doors lock automatically when you close them. So oh, that's damn. the My- rich people place. My high rise was like that, and we found a way to get a second fob. But yeah, they they do be hanging on to them things, like they be gatekeeping them things. Right, right. So Al was Al. How was your fourth? My fourth was pretty uneventful. I spent most of the time in the airport. I left New Orleans and went to Miami and flew Miami to L.A. But when I was landing into L.A., I did get to see all the fireworks. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, but it is really, really cool to watch all the fireworks going off while you're landing landing into a city. So that was the highlight of my 4th of July, unfortunately. I did absolutely nothing. And I was actually kind of sad because I'm like, where are all my invites, the barbecues? It felt very lonely and sad. And then I hit up all my other girls and they all said the same thing. So it wasn't just me not getting invited. Just nobody was just in the mood to just do anything. It fell, it fell ugly this year. Yeah. It it was the way it fell. And then it, it was on a Tuesday, but doing something over the weekend felt too premature Right. Some people had to go to work on Monday, which broke mm-hmm. up the weekend. It just it just fell right. awkward this year. I'm glad it wasn't just me because I was sitting around like low key, a little depressed. And I, you know, you know, we talked about depression before and I dealt with it before. So I had to check it as soon as I feel it, the onset of it. Like, let me let me get out of this. Let me shake it. But then I called, like I said, my girls and they were like, no, no one's doing anything this year. Like nobody was just into it. But I think you're right about it being on a weird day on a Tuesday like that. Yeah. You think the ancestors made it fall on a Tuesday because we ain't got no business celebrating that pagan holiday anyway. Uh, we uh, be uh, celebrating maybe. Juneteenth. <laughs> maybe. And, you know, I never celebrated the 4th as the independence of America. It was always family time and barbecues. Right, right, right. Same, same here. You know, right. the Italian side, they all in Italy. They didn't know nothing about that. So my black side, we, it's all barbecue. It had nothing to do with the, these, these pilgrims. Mm. Nothing to do with it. Sorry, mom. All right, y'all, what y'all sipping on? Y'all sipping tonight or we did, what we doing? No, you guys know since I started the, um, I slipped up last night since I started the testosterone therapy, that and alcohol really don't mix. And then I'd be forgetting that I'm on it when I go to the bar. 
And like two or three drinks later, the next morning, <laughs> I feel like death. So I'm not drinking nothing. And Al, you got a little cold over there? You got Al? I don't know what's going on. I wish soulmates need to help me figure this out. Every time I travel, every time I travel on and off those planes, when I get back, I have this scratchy cough. <clears throat> you know, it feels like a cold. I don't know if it's allergies. How do you know when you got allergies? And how do you know when you have a cold? So... I don't know what's going on. I'm going to tell you how you know. I'm going to tell you how you know. You don't. Al over here lying. Al spent the extra two days in New Orleans. (laughs) He got that nasty woman's disease. (laughs) That's going to wide open. I wish. Um, You know, when when I used to travel a lot, lot, well, I still do, actually, I had gotten to a habit of taking a a, a shot of apple cider vinegar. Like, as soon as Uh I got back, the, the very onset of a scratchy throat or a watery eye, and I swear that knocks it out. So I just got some apple cider vinegar pills. So I'll let you know if that works, but you should keep some, um, what is it? Grams? It's a, oh, it's like an old school brand. Brags. Uh, oh yeah, Brags. Apple okay. cider vinegar. Just take a shot. It's disgusting, but I, it, it is staved off colds and allergies for a very long time. All right, I'll try. I hope, I hope you feel better. Let's get into the show. Okay, in the news of social media clapbacks, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who looks exactly like Gary Busey, uh, mm-hmm. is not here, don't she? is not here for uh, U.S. Representative Cory Bush's shenanigans. Cory tweeted, the Declaration of Independence was written by enslavers and didn't recognize Black people as human. Well, Marjorie had to put her big chin in this, and she replied, just stop. You voted to send $113 billion to the white people and white Nazi army of Ukraine. What are your thoughts on this? Um, political clapback, Al. What do you think about this? Listen, I never thought I would ever agree with that woman, but this political clapback was actually warranted because remember, we sent $130 billion to a country that was not allowing the black citizens to get on trains and was giving them issues at the border to the tune that the students, the black students, were threatened with their lives to be shot. So in this particular case, I thought the clap bag was appropriate. Now, we all know we don't like Marjorie on this show, but she made a lot of sense to me. Damn, Al, you literally just messed up my response, right? Because I was getting ready to say, well, wasn't it a good thing that we sent money over to the Ukraine because of everything that's going on with Putin? And then they must be like Donald Trump's flunkies in bed with Putin. Right. But I, I, I forgot all about the fact that they wasn't letting the black people get on the uh, underground train. Road, out of or across the border in Poland. Remember, they would not only would they not let them on the train, but they also would not let them cross, cross the border, the Polish border, when they were fighting for their lives. So, hey, I, I, I got to say, this makes a little bit of sense to me. But on the flip side of that uh, cue, now we do know that Cory Bush does make sense. If we can send 130 billion to help a white supremacist Nazi country, then we should be able to come up with 130 billion to pay reparations for the for the shoulders and the backs of the United, you know, African Americans in the United States. Now that if she fought that, I could I could commend, I could I could rock with it. I'm 100% right with you. But child, I wonder if Marjorie Taylor Greene got anything to do with this next story. Okay. Child, that <laughs> has officially made it to the White House. What happened? Who did? That white powder. According to various reports, a suspicious substance was discovered inside of the West Wing and has been identified as cocaine. 
Oh, Al, what are your thoughts about that? Look, the only thought I have, are we sure Hunter Biden wasn't there hanging out? Because, you know, we we know he liked to party. We know that uh, uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, likes to party. So maybe he was there watching the house when his dad and mother were going to cap some camp something. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny that you say that because Donald Trump actually tweeted that it probably belonged to Hunter Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden at best. Now, cocaine put too much stress on your heart, so I'm sure Joe ain't messing around with it. But um, does this surprise you, Al? Well, actually, this isn't the first time that a, that a contraband has been found at the White House, if we're honest. But listen, what we're seeing here is a leak from the White House. Because this is a tour section, they have found weed. They found other illicit drugs. Um, and I think this was a leak specifically to embarrass um, Joe Biden. And it's sad because every week we are getting something leaked about the White House, why we should not be in support of him. So I think this is a little bit of a stunt because over the last 10 years, they say they found every single contraband that you can imagine, including moonshine uh, at the White House. I am glad that you pointed out that the cocaine was found in the tourist area of the White House because it does open up the net and the possibilities of who it could belong to. But listen, y'all have watched all the political dramas on Netflix and y'all know everybody in D.C. get down with the get down. So get down. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if somebody, you know, came from the club or political fundraiser one night and they needed a little pick me up so they could stay up. And instead of tucking it in their wallet, they tucked it in their pocket. And when it sat down, it fell out their pocket. And don't ask me how I know where it's supposed to be tucked. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't say that no more. Okay. Oh, plus, remember, they said it was in the area where you had to you had to take out your phone and other things that were not allowed in the White House. So, Q, if and it's like you're saying, they probably had it tucked in their pocket. And it fell out. And then when they pulled out their phone, they pulled out the drugs and just dropped it on the floor. But they say they're going to look at the they're going to look at the White House footage to see if they can find the person that it belongs to. Cocaine people, cocaine people. <laughs> You supposed to put it in that little, that little tight pocket right on the side of your jeans. <laughs> you supposed to put it in that pocket from what I heard. And when you go through the TSA and stuff, you don't got to take nothing out of that pocket because the computer won't pick it up from what I heard. Jude, did you know that there is a state that it's not illegal to have cocaine on your possession? In the United States, States, there say state. Please don't say Florida. <laughs> everything, everything else is going on in Florida. No, listen, it's actually the state of Oregon. And I would have thought of all the states to have this leniency would be somebody like New Jersey, even though New Jersey is considering it and Delaware, the state of Oregon will allow you to carry and get caught with small portions of cocaine. How interesting is that? Very. I'm not surprised. So it's a white people drug. Oregon is full of white people. So there you have it. A Los Angeles County Sheriff deputy is under investigation after slamming a woman down on the ground outside of a store in Lancaster. The woman was standing off to the side, recording her husband being apprehended after they were accused of shoplifting. Once the woman was thrown to the ground, her husband yelled, don't slam her down like that and said that she has cancer. Al, I don't even have to ask, but how do you feel about this situation? 
this was absolutely horrific to watch. To watch a young officer handle a 60-plus-year-old woman, allegedly, who has cancer in that matter. Actually, let's not let's be real. He should have never handled a woman who was not um, holding something that was threatening to him down on the ground like that and sprayed her in her face and put his knee on her neck or back. We don't know which one, but we're going to find out. And let me tell you something. Lancaster is a highly populated community one hour north of LA because they ran all the black people out of LA due to gentrification so they have a very sizable African-American community up there but there's no reason for this and I'm gonna tell you this I said this on the last show that we had on uh, Tuesday that in these cases these officers should not be suspended or just fired they need to be charged with a crime for all of the harassment and the over aggressive uh, um, excessive force that they used on this woman. I wonder if they knocked her teeth out. Is she okay? I am really just alarmed about this. And I, you know, they're having a protest at that particular grocery store. I think it's tomorrow. If I can get a ride up there, so may stay close because if I can get a ride up there, I'm going to record it so that we can come, so I can come back to the soulmates and see just exactly how this went down. You know, that would be really good uh, if you do that. Here's the one thing I want to say to the anti-George Floyd crowd that think that all black people need to do is comply and that they wouldn't get in trouble with the police. Let's take race out of the situation for for, for this instance. And let's just make it a human rights thing. I wouldn't give a damn if she was white, green, yellow, old or young. There is no reason based on what she was doing that anybody should have walked up to her and slammed her to the ground and then maced her. All right. She's a feeble old woman. What danger were you in? What you didn't, you didn't fear for your life. And I am hoping, um, I'm pretty sure Ben Crump already got their phone number and is already working on everything that need to be worked on. Uh, anyway, guys coming up next two Miami residents caught an unexpected visitor in their bathroom and later misusing pronouns could lead to a felony. Also, Claudia will be back. She had a small technical difficulty. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, Q, Al, I just want to apologize. I don't know what's happening. It seems like every show, I, I'm blaming it on the heat, but I have a tech coming up tomorrow. But I'm going to go to read, because I was I was able to read the comments while I was off trying to reboot my computer. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Gaga Prodigy says, let's start a GoFundMe for Claudia's Wi-Fi. <laughs> Sean Hartzog said, Claudia, the richest one on the show and always has technical difficulties with her service. Come on, sis. <laughs> Julia Dawkins, as usual, damn, Claudia, you got the most money and your internet ain't working. DB <laughs> says, Claudia using dial-up and it's going, this ain't I using Netscape. What? <laughs> oh, that's oh. real. They said that's they want to start a GoFundMe go for my Wi-Fi, my internet. Well, Claudia, just tell the people the truth that you moved to a, a projectic zip code. They got uh, <laughs> those, those satellite dishes on all dilapidated houses when you drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? When I bought this house they had a basketball hoop in the back and they had one of them ghetto ass satellites on the back and i said mm -hmm. i think i've been cursed ever since i took it off because yeah. that was your signal booster right there 
All right, y'all. Well, thanks for holding it down. I, I pray it doesn't happen again, but I'm going to have the tech people come on tomorrow. I, I'm so sorry. I hate that. All right, y'all. Whether good, uh, good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with the crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. I have to say, I have more messages and, and stories coming in my inbox than we can get to every I mean show. Too. Like, Jeez. there's so many. So they shot trapping this hell with y'all wide bike asses. Okay. <laughs> they, be, they send them in. And it's not even us anymore. Sending them in about a dozens. So, Q, this is going to be hard to defend because it's, it's actually Florida and it's, it's actually Miami, Florida. Two Miami residents were in for a terrifying surprise when they discovered fingers sticking out of their bathroom wall. Now, once they approached the moving fingers, a man inside the wall revealed he'd been kidnapped, which made them call 911. Now, once the police arrived, they found out the man inside of the wall was just a neighbor, just on Joe Biden's drugs. He was just on that cocaine, I guess. Funky, what's your, can you defend this? What you got to say about this? Actually, I can't defend it. I actually got a cautionary tale for the people. Let me, let me tell y'all something, y'all. It ain't no good drugs out there on the street no more. Y'all, those days have come and gone. Y'all better leave that stuff alone, all right? They are putting rope spray in it. They putting fentanyl in it. They putting liquid Drano in it. And people used to think just because they smoke weed that they safe. Oh, I don't, they putting it in the weed to leave that stuff alone. And they tourists, Tom, Tom y'all don't understand, too. When y'all come down here to Miami now, now one thing about Miami, we will hustle the hell out of you. They'll walk up to your ass on South Beach and offer you something that, that you think is drugs and you think you just scored and it'd be a, 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 some plaster filled with rope spray. So leave that stuff alone. I can't defend that. I you know, cannot see. Go ahead, go ahead, Al. Uh, you know, Claudia, this is called excoriation. So it comes when you deal with or a drug user that's high, super high on either heroin or meth. And what happens is, you know how normally a person on, on meth or heroin will start scratching their skin and they have an fixation on scratching their skin. Well, it spills over to other things that remind them of skin. And in this case, this young man starts scratching on the wall to the tune of scratching through the wall because that's how high he was. Listen, I like to get a little, I've done a little, a little mushroom, a little Molly back in my day. Okay. A uh, long time ago. And, um, I understand what that does. I don't understand what these hardcore heroin and meth and all these kind of things. Who wants something that makes you feel like that? Right. Who wants that? <laughs> and nowadays I can't imagine how scary I wouldn't even get any of that stuff anymore because mm. now with the fentanyl they put in everything, mm -hmm. like you don't know what you get. You lucky to live now. Mm-hmm. Sheila Smith said, y'all making me scared of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to come to Miami and leave that the drugs Miami. alone. That was Miami. I'm, I'm saying, come to Miami, but leave the drugs, leave the drugs and the hookers alone and you'll be okay. good. A Florida man is facing murder charges for beating a man with a bat after he caught him in bed with his wife. I mean, I really can't blame <laughs> him for this. Um, before we get to Q, Al, I want to get your take on this. But if you walked in and you saw, you know, your wife and another dude, what would you do? See, this is where I get, I would be confused. I, I'm not condoning beating a woman, but I wouldn't just beat the man. I would jack her up too. Like, I mean, that's my wife. 
you're you're the one that has signed off and participated in meeting another guy that you work with. Why do I need to be mad at that other guy? The guy, he just wants some Tussie Cat and he gonna do whatever it takes to get some Tussie Cat. You're my wife, you're not supposed to give the Tussie Cat up. So for me, if I walked in on my wife giving up my Tussie Cat, the heat would be towards her. And then if I had any left over, it would be towards him. But in this case, I can't advocate anybody taking a bet and beating somebody almost to the death, to the tune of getting a murder charge. That's right. I, I never understood why people go with the person that probably might not even know, but if you know, then you're gonna get your ass bit. Q, Florida people, what's going on? I, I can tell y'all not from Florida. This is perfectly all right. See down here in Florida, we got a set of rules. <laughs> It's okay to sleep with people husband, but you're not supposed to sleep with people wives. Okay. It's just, oh, just out of here. that's just how it is. All right. That's just it's just what it is. If you got a husband and you live in Florida, he gonna cheat on you and he gonna sleep with other people, and that's fine. But what? you're not supposed to sleep with other people wives. That's just don't I just don't because make... you be sleeping with people's husbands <laughs> down in Florida and put it on your exactly. Instagram page. Exactly. <laughs> wait a minute though, wait a minute. Isn't Q sleeping with a married husband? No. Yeah, he was. So it's okay to do that. Hold on. But see, this is why I got to clear that stuff because people people want to make it so salacious and scandalous. <laughs> Both parties are aware. Me and him are not creeping off doing anything that she is not aware of. Oh, okay. So, so she yeah, it's a perfectly fine situation. But let me okay. ask this to you. Is that your only married man? We don't even mess around anymore, actually. Um, but it's not the only one I've ever messed with in life. No. Um, but I don't make it a practice. Uh, but when I was young, is that the one that slit your tires? The wife? No, that's another one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's See, what Claudia? I'm saying. I, tried, I was using my former journalistic skill. I, right, I right. It was, uh, we, we got some comments. Um, Sheila Smith said, yeah, I'm, okay. We already got that one. Love Leal said, I never understand bringing your side chick back to your crib. I have a friend who's man. Dude, trying to have her come back to the house. I'm like, are you crazy? One of my girls had a guy, he provided fake divorce papers just so he could have sex in his bed with the girl. And, and he was lying the whole time. It was fake divorce papers. They Listen, sometimes, sometimes you don't have no money for a hotel. I stayed in a sleazy Best Western last night and it was $189. And as a matter of fact, anybody in Miami who want that hotel room, I guided it to tomorrow morning. So oh my y'all <laughs> can go down there and have it and cheat all day long. It's on the second floor. It, it, DM me for the room number. No, no, do not. Maybe they can't afford to cheat. If you can't afford to cheat, then you should be cheating. We have, we gotta get up. We, we need to get up. <laughs> we gonna go to church one day. And bring us to your church. I know you have one for us. All right. I have one in Florida too. We, yeah, I, that would be a sight to see if we all went to church. A Florida lawyer is heading back to the United States after spending two and a half years in a Cambodian prison for paying to, get this, rape children. 42-year-old Ru, Ru James Klein is facing 170 years in prison for his alleged crimes, which include alleged payments to rape four minors in the Southeast Asian country back in 2019. This is not a funny story. This is just a disgusting, like, oh my God story. But what do y'all think about this? See, based on his calves, them sandals, and their haircut, he not from Florida. So I don't think Florida. <laughs> He's from Northern think, Florida. I don't think Florida should have to take this charge. We're not responsible for people who 
move here. Now, now I, you know, I can defend the people who Florida run through their veins, but I can just tell based on his appearance that he moved because that's some Midwest type stuff right there that's going on with that. We don't. What about the pan, the the panhandle part of Florida, the top part? That's where all the the. Wait, they said he was from Tampa. He was from Tampa, right? I think he was from Tampa. But to Q's defense, I think he is from out of state. Q. See? I don't think he's originally from Florida, but he's been in Florida and practicing law for a long time. Now, That's fine. You, Claudia and Q, I told you guys about a friend of mine that I had to go to Cali, Columbia. When was that? Like two months ago. I remember because he got caught, um, and not that he was with anybody underage. Let's be very clear. But he was, you know, went there to have fun with. The, you know, these young, pretty girls for cheap. And she extorted him because she wanted more money and he was trying to put her out. Like in the United States, once he done, he wanted her to go. And she said, no, you need to give me more money and call the police. Now, this is the interesting fact about Colombia. I mean, no, about Cambodia. Cambodia, the, the UNCF has said that 30% of the sex trade workers down there are 14 year old girls and younger or girls and boys and younger and that this is nothing new if you google this the first story that comes up is about a young girl whose mother sold her into the sex trade because she owed money on her mortgage and she was allowed she allowed her daughter to be raped for two days so that she could come up with the money to pay the mortgage I cannot wait for these people to go straight to hell for what they're doing I get being in financial distress a 1000 percent we definitely went through our tough times but to think a parent would let their child be raped from money. And this is a way of life in a lot of these countries. Mm -hmm. And no one's even like bad an eye at it is, is disgusting. Uh, Anita D says, why y'all only have news about Florida? Let us live. And some <laughs> other name I can't say said he should be under the jail. He should be. He should be. I'll be okay if he gets murdered in jail. So true. All right. That was what the Florida coming up next. India Ari has some words from Megan Thee Stallion. And later find out what would we do? in sticky situations. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. 6,244 people watching live. Hey, Go ahead and hit we'll take it. We'll take hey, it. We'll take it. I expect we'll 5,000 likes. Okay. But yeah, shout out, shout out to us, y'all. Because I, I really was worried when we got to five days a week that people get sick of us. Like, it's less mm -hmm. of an event to tune in. Like, oh, uh, if I miss it tonight, I'll catch it tomorrow. But y'all have been keeping the pressure and keeping us consistent every single night. So we tip our hat to you guys, um, soulmates. Okay, somebody who's not tipping their hat is India Ari. She is, has some words for Megan Thee Stallion. She shared her thoughts about Megan's hot girl boot camp that took place at the Essence Festival. India wrote, the issue is, what is context? <laughs> Humanity does everything, she added. So when we as a culture make something like this mainstream, it shows lack of dis discretion and discernment. Do you guys agree? And do you think Megan's performance with the trekking boot camp was appropriate for Essence Fest? Now, you guys were down in this year. Al, what do you think? See, the, the thing here is that anybody that's surprised in the IRE said this don't know her and they don't know her music at all. She did an entire song called Video, which is about stuff like this. And it's about diminishing or sexualizing women. She's always been vocal about twerking and sexualizing women. So I understand. And I also felt what she said. She addressed Megan as well as Jonelle and said that, you know, I love them both, but this is just not my style. And I do understand because we've said this before that 
Essence is supposed to be about women's empowerment. Essence mm. is supposed to be about black excellence. And watching this happen on stage could make somebody watching it like some people in the audience actually left or turned or booed because it can be interpreted as sexualizing, as diminishing what Essence Fest is supposed to represent as a brand. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Q, what you think? You know, I get so confused at times. My heart gut response is that this new younger generation is just had an argument with somebody on social media who was trying to be a hotel and trying to be so deep and talking about, you know, every other culture have their dance and this stuff. And that's just part of our culture. No, it is not. And they, they tried to say to me, if, a, if an Indian person got on stage and did a dance, would you be coming at them? Well, the difference between what we do and other people's cultural dances is that they're not sexualized. So no, I would not have an issue with the Native American getting on stage, doing what it is they do, or the Chinese people doing backflips or Cirque du Soleil. But it's just like Claudia likes to say, we are on a race to the bottom. And then y'all try to conflate things. Y'all Then when you don't like what we're saying about the behavior, then it becomes we're policing women's bodies, stay out of women's business, sexual liberation. I mean, just at what point is slang and dope hoeing and club culture, are we going to begin to detach from that, y'all, and kind of get back to a 90s, different world kind of feel when it comes to our mainstream black culture. This needs to be niched. This needs to be niched. And the more classy, more uplifting stuff needs to be mainstream. Mm -hmm. I freaking agree. And I know people will say you old and you're not relevant or you're not, well, you can never say that because I've been for 20 years, but I'm just going to say this. I am sick and tired of seeing us embrace to me is so are we gonna do this right like with twerking camp usually dances come out right and we do it for a little hot summer 12 10 years now mm-hmm. and my thing is it seems like when people don't have something to say like a girl they'll flip around or you want to like stun on someone and just shake their ass and i'm like I'm a face girl. I've always been a face girl. I, I'm more impressed if you can give me a good, uh, give me some good face. Shaking <laughs> your ass to me. And I, and this is from someone who loves Megan Thee Stallion. And I think Megan Thee Stallion, I, I love her body, her natural body. I think she has the best body in the game, hands down. But do we have to see everybody in these ice skating outfits all the time? Like everyone's always dressed in a bodysuit. We're we'll always seeing ass and your tongue out your mouth. Not just Megan, but it's everyone. I posted a rapper, I think it's Amaretta. Amaretta? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar? No. She, she, I posted her. I'm, I'm new to her, right? And they said she's been apparently around for a minute trying to get on whatever and, and kind of flying on the radar, like not so mainstream. But I see why, because she's like, she had a t-shirt on. She just dressed kind of like, just cute, like a B girl. And it was, I liked it. I was listening to what she had to say. I, as a woman, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, so y'all can't be accused of policing women's body. Okay. I, as a woman am tired of hearing about everyone. Your ass. I'm tired of hearing. Men. I'm tired of Money. To be reduced to that, like I do say, we are in a race to the bottom, and that shouldn't be our culture. We should not be the ones that are known for twerking with our tongue out of our mouth, mm-hmm. talking about dope and killing each other. We have so many other levels, but this. So, Indy, I rock with what you say. 
And if it was a hip hop concert, I get it. But this is Essence, and Essence is supposed to be a little bit classier. I do. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I do understand the 50th anniversary thing. I understand that. But I'm just, I'm just tired of the our the hip hop culture in general just being about primitive things. We all have genitalia. Congratulations. Now, what else do you think about? What? We got a comment to the side from D Torres 1989. And, and before I read the comment, I'm going to say D Torres 1989. I love you, but it's people like you that annoy me. Let the people have fun. Damn. So like degrading ourselves is fun. And, and, and I said this before all the time, we are the only a culture that equates ignorance with fun. Right. What is fun about that? And do y'all, and do y'all, and to, to D Torres, do you, do you not feel ashamed or out of place that no other subset of human beings get on an entertainment platform and bend over and show the world? We're the only ones that do that. And, and if you want to go to the historical connotation about this, the way that black young girls, not even women were so overly sexualized and forced into being sexual to satisfy the master and to be raped again, <laughs> of course, against her will rape is always against her will. And then for us to be like, it's empowering, like uh, time and place. And we're not saying no, not to do whatever, but it just shouldn't be leading the pack with us. Like, I, I, I guess I should say this cause I'm not a prude at all. Trust me. I have fun, but balance, right? For every twerker, can we see some more black women in, in the ballet? Can we see more uh, classic, yeah. like, I don't know, ballroom dancers? Can we have some balance here? Because I'm sick of just having one note when it comes to us. It's just... It's 89 said, we grew up with Little Kim Hardcore, Uncle Luke dancers, Trina and Trick. Aren't they yeah. from Florida? <laughs> yes, and I know I'm talking a lot. We we did have that, but we also everyone wasn't doing it. We also had Lauren Hill at the same time and Missy Elliott at the same time that Little Kim and Trina were popping. So balance it out. Keep it like if you're keeping it real, it wasn't only right now. It's only those girls that we see. And Luke was niched. He was the only one doing that. Let me see you pop that thing, shake up. He was the was Al over there bouncing. He was the only one doing that at that time. And that's what I mean by it being niched. Like it's all right to have that niche of music, but it does not need to be the total representation for black culture. I'm sorry. And You're again, raising whores. You're teaching your daughters to be whores. You are. And then y'all want to have it both ways. Oh, um, you know, why can't Osiris should have never kissed Sookie in the mouth the way he did and a man shouldn't touch you in the club I get all of that y'all but you can't have it both ways you can't present yourself as a whore and then expect people to not treat you like one I'm sorry but isn't that how everyone is right now nobody wants any accountability everyone yeah. wants to be able to do and dress and act any kind of way and if you say something you are shaming you're a phobia you're a ism you're, you're, you're policing it's it's becoming a way where you can do what you want. We can't say anything. And if we do, we're wrong. And that's just a way of getting around. Just, just, Taking just, accountability. yeah, no one wants to take accountability. Like it doesn't fall on anybody anymore. Oh, you don't know what I've been through. Or you're triggering me by I'm sick. of. Before we move on, Claudia, what does this say about the essence organization? The fact that they booked her. Knowing what she was about, then that's a whole nother conversation that the people probably ain't ready to have. I don't think they were wrong for having Megan there because I do think as a, uh, as an ode to uh, hip hop. But I just think that like, and I even understand her being sexy on stage. 
But like just everyone twerking. Now we bring all the old ladies on stage twerking. Like it became a twerk fest. That's the problem I have with it. Right. All right. Uh, they're trying to revamp and cater to younger girls. Well, I know that the, the, the people running Essence definitely have changed. Like there's, there was a lot of white faces there this year that were not there before that didn't even know who our celebrities were. Honestly, that I can say ever since Rock Nation took over. Damn, I sound like Tory Lane's daddy. Blame Rock Nation. Live was a Rock Nation. Oh, Live Nation. I'm sorry, Live Nation. Nation. Yeah, Live okay. Nation. I need food. My bad. All right, y'all. Misusing pronouns could uh, lead to a felony, according to a bill that was recently passed by Michigan's State House of Representatives. The bill, titled HB4 4474, uh, would make it a felony to intimidate someone by using the wrong pronouns, gender pronouns, which could be punishable by imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of not more than $10,000. Um, are you in support of this bill? Let's go to you first, Q. What do you think about this? So, you know what? When I first read the headline, I was, I was bothered, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, as a member of the LGBTQ community, this is another piece of legislation that's about to infuriate the mainstream, right? But then when I read, I, I, it, it's, you know, the media is a, a very tricky place because when I read the bill, I'm actually 100% in support of what the bill is, is suggesting. And it's, it's, it's suggesting and talking about harassing people, right? You know, at the point in which somebody says, I'm, I'd like you to call me Miss Q, or I'd like you to call me she, and you make it a point to go out of your way and you're a he, he this, he that, he that. And here's why I have a problem with it, right? I think this pronoun thing has absolutely nothing to do or should have nothing to do with your beliefs on homosexuality or trans people. Just because you call somebody what they want to be called doesn't mean you support the system, you support it, you're a part of it. It costs you nothing to call me Miss Q if I want to be called Miss Q. It costs you nothing. The only other thing that I would like to see, I would like to see other words added to this bill. I would like to see the word nigger added to it. I would like to see the word uh, bitch added to it. I would like to see a slew of other words added to it to make it punishable if you are harassing people using these terms or not using these terms. Okay, uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Q, I agree with you. Um, and the bill actually does that. This is an anti-hate speech bill that does include race. Okay. It does include sexual orientation, gender identity, as well as age and religion. Now, this is what they're saying in this bill. It's not just an, it's not just harassment, Q. It's also to the extent to the extent of bullying, where the person who's experiencing it feels terrorized, frightened, or threatened for their life. So in the instance where someone is constantly coming by their house and throwing stuff in their lawn or constantly bullying them every day, all day, because of how they identify in the use of the word. So for transgenders, this is very important in how you identify your gender identity. So I like the fact that this particular bill talks to all people and that if you are being harassed, terrorized, or threatened, you're gonna have the protection of the law. I like it. So Monique Anderson said, misusing pronouns should not be a felony. It's so easy to make a mistake unknowingly. Uh, I do agree on the merits of, you know, of course, bullying and all that kind of stuff. And there's a whole lot of words, but this is what makes me nervous. 
Is it a slippery slope to the beginning of the end of really having free speech, right? And where does it end? And a felony. And I always think about the negative, like, can someone misuse this? Like Karen's, you know what I mean? Could someone say, oh, they, they, they said this and, and, and where's the, like, how do you enforce this outside of writing and stuff like that? You know, outside of like a bunch of witnesses, how do you enforce this? And can people, can people, could I say, Q, you misgendered me. I'm filing a police report. They got, you done it five times already. I just wonder in the hands of people with malintents, which we have a lot of them in America, Will people abuse this? And I wonder how they're going to enforce it. It's going to be interesting to well, see how they enforce According this. to the bill, Claudia, it happens. It's enforced because it's to the point, I'm going to go back to this, it's bullying where you feel terrorized, you feel frightened or threatened for your life. The bill supports threatened, terrorize, or fear of your life. So they've had police called out before because they were being bullied or someone was stalking them. So they have instances where they're like, listen, I can't even leave my house because this person is terrorizing me. And that's what the bill talks about. And I, and I feel like on the surface of just misusing a pronoun, that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about people that are scared for their life because they identify a certain way. I want to address Ms. Monique Anderson, and she said it's easy to make a mistake unknowingly. This bill is not talking about unknowingly right. calling someone something by mistake. That's not, and that's why I hate that it led <laughs> with the pronouns part instead of leading with new anti-hate bill for hate speech. Because just like Monique, a lot of people are going to jump onto that part. Here we go. The gays and the trans and the pronouns. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's saying. If you make a mistake or unknown, it's saying if you are making going out of your way to badger and harass someone by misidentifying them intentionally, that is what the bill is talking about. Not making a mistake and calling Claudia a he when she wants to be called a she. All right. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but okay. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, find out what would we do in sticky situations and later Neo kicked an overly excited fan at the stage for exposing that milk dead. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Soulmates, have you ever thought about how you handle yourself if you were placed in the midst of an unexpected situation? Well, we really want some participation from you in the chat. So we'd like for you to chime in. We're going to read some of these things as we present various scenarios in a fun segment we like to call hashtag WWYD. That means what would you do? Okay, Love and Marriage Huntsville cast member Maurice Scott recently shared that he makes his wife have sex with him even though she is battling with breast cancer. Fellas, if you were diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, what would you do if your significant other tried to force you to have sex? Who wants to go first on this one? I will go to hell off. I will go to hell off. I, 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 just, think, I just think it's completely unacceptable. I think... Um, we all adults here, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes in life that it is okay to lie. Um, and he describes sex as just being this need, this need, this need. I think that I actually would have probably been a little better with him. Um, I don't know, creeping on the side and then coming home and lying and, and keeping up the fantasy than to um, 
force a woman in a time of extreme distress and physical discomfort. I mean, he described it as she would just lay there and endure it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, how could you do that to someone you love? And, And he said that, you know, she loved him so much that she's willing to do, you know, whatever it takes to, to, to make him whole. But then I think that you should, should return that same courtesy to her in this time you should love her so much that you should be able to subordinate those desires while she's going through what she's going through and if you can't i know it's just unorthodox and y'all not going to agree but if you just had to go get you some go get you some and, and do it smart enough to be able for her not to find out that, that's what i would have did all right al what would you do um Interesting, Q. I, I, I just didn't like how this sounded coming out of a lawyer's mouth. It gave me borderline rape, rape vibes. Like It was like he just take it and, and make her suffer through it. And here she is finishing chemo and got breast cancer. For me, what would I do? I think I would turn to toys. I think I would turn to toys and alternative ways of making sure my wife can still participate, but at the same time, make her feel comfortable in helping me get off. Cause I mean, he says that he's got to have sex. So that means he has to get off. So they got face tussy cats out here that you can buy. They got flashlights you can buy. They got all types of lubes and creams and gloves and all types of stuff that you can safely without uh, compromising her safety with her sickness that you can still get off. In fact, a lot of women like watching their men get off alternative as long as you're not out here cheating on them with another woman. And I think he should have explored that than talking about it like this. Kayla Johnson said, it's my husband. It's my duty, sadly. Wow. And Regina Gwynn said, I will give him permission to cheat. I've kind of been in a situation. I had someone that had some concerns about his prostate. So it was a time that we just kind of chilled. And of course I was frustrated. Of course I was frustrated. But my frustration did not override his nervousness. And he was worried about his health. Like, I'm sitting here watching this person scared that he may have cancer or may have a, and she knows she has cancer. And to think that me needing to to bust one, right. Is more important than what you're going through. He is a, this is some abusive, abusive treatment. And the fact that she's, I think the fact that she was willing enough to do it, even though she was going through, it should be enough for him. That should be enough. Like, you know what you said you would, but I'm not going to put you through because I love you. I love you just as much as you love me. And I don't know about the cheating because her, I'm sure her immune system is compromised with having cancer and all that, but like figure something out. How do you, how do you get off? How do you nut right on top of your woman? knowing she's probably cringing and probably like bracing herself. It probably hurts. Can't, you know, um, she's probably feeling all kinds of things, not feeling sexy. You know, Claudia, I want to say one thing to Kayla Johnson, who said, it's my husband, it's my duty. Sadly, your argument is flawed because cooking is your duty. Cleaning probably is your duty. Taking care of the children are probably your duty. And while you're going through chemo, those are all things that fell by the wayside that you did not do. So, you know what I'm saying? Following your logic, if that's your duty, then you should get your cancer written ass up and wash dishes and garden and fold towels and wash clothes and cook and everything else. So I don't, I don't think just because he's your husband that that's your duty during that time. And what about his duty to protect his wife? Okay. All right, good conversation. Coming up, find out what led to uh, Neo kicking a fan off stage. He was big mad. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to Jobbits dash uh, times JBPTV. Weird name, but they said, I love you guys. Great chemistry. And people just like loving the show. Thank you. All right, y'all. Neo recently kicked an excited fan off stage for snatching his hat off. Take a look. Kai's not a Neo fan. She knows where she wants to grab my hat. Kai, get your ass back over there. Contestant number two. <laughs> Al, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, after seeing the Neo without the hat on his head, I think he's he's kind of handsome. I think Neo should let this security blanket go and wear his head out more. So then he doesn't have to worry about, you know, somebody knocking it off or not being able to do a photo shoot or not being able to go on a show because he won't release the hat. I think he's got a nice head and he should show it more. Well, you know, when you're insecure about something, no matter right, what someone right. else says, that they could be like, what do you mean? You have great eyes. You're like, I don't like them. They're so small or whatever. Yeah, that's true. And, and to be a performer in front of all those people, I just think fans are very disrespectful. Did you just steal my hand motion? First of all, <laughs> well, really, you and old girl stole it because I was on party <laughs> right doing it, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, a little bit. But go ahead, Q, what do you think about this? What if someone snatched your hat off at an appearance? How would you feel? <laughs> I would be upset, and here's why. Ladies, y'all may not know this because men oftentimes are not granted the space to, to talk about our insecurities and, and things of that nature. But the hat for us is the same as the weave and the sewing for y'all. Yeah. Little known secret, the producers of this show know it. Whenever y'all see me on air, it's because I haven't shaved my head because I have a receding hairline. My hair is still low, but my my hair my hairline starts right here so when i don't shave i feel insecure so i put a hat on and it's the same for a lot of guys if you see guys that wear hats all the time trust me it ain't because of fashion it's because they feel insecure about their hair or their head shape or they just look nicer with the hat on so be a bit you know just like y'all won't want us to snatch y'all wigs off be a bit cognizant you take a man's hat off and whether some people in the chat saying she didn't really snatch it, she just took it. But you're lucky enough to be up on stage with him. Enjoy your moment without touching him. Like, let be respectful. Just like that yeah. lady that tried to grab Buster Ron's butt. Like, just because you relax. And, and, and if you can't understand it that way, it's the same way with y'all in the workplace about people touching y'all hair. You don't have license to violate my personal space and touch my hair. Well, then, you know, it, it's, it's the same concept. I agree. All right. A California mom influencer is facing 90 days in jail for a kidnapping hoax. Katie Sorensen falsely claimed that a Latino couple tried to kidnap her children while she was shopping back in 2020. Oh my God, why they always blame us? Do y'all think she needs more time in prison? Um Absolutely. Three months is not enough. This was a couple that was simply going to buy something for the manger to put in their Christmas decorations, and they got charged, charged, or they were almost charged for trying to abduct abduct two kids. This is sad. She needs to go to prison. The best thing I love about this, she needs to go to prison longer. Sorry. She got a Latino judge, Miss Rodriguez, and Miss Rodriguez gave her a speech on how dare you endanger this um, socialized as a bad group of uh, two people for your couple of million uh, clickbait, clickbaiting. I love the way the judge handled it. I just wish that she had given her much more time. Okay, Q. I just love the way that they play up. They they, they play up 
known privilege that they have in communities, right? Because you didn't go to Home Goods and pick out a white couple. You deliberately went and got a Latino couple because right. you know what you and your people think of people of color and that it would be believable that they did it. Why would you do that to someone, you sick bitch? And I hope whatever social media platform she's on YouTube or whoever the hell they may be, they need to get rid of her. And they, the Latino people need to call Ben Crump to sue her ass down to the ground. Cash Green said, see, that's why there needs to be a Karen bill. I 1000% agree because this has been happening for a long time. And a lot of times we don't get that justice before people had cameras on their phones and were mm -hmm. able to really disprove things. These people very well, very well may have just been like thrown away. Like, Oh, we just assume it's true. And it's just perpetuating negative stereotypes. All right, y'all. Good job. I want to thank Al Reynolds, Funky Dineva for doing an awesome job and for color coordinating. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for The Rising. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Keep them likes going and please rewatch us tomorrow. Y'all y'all out tonight or y'all in the house? Invite a friend to watch too, everybody. I'm gonna, I got to go get dinner. They blowing up my line at a girl's when we come down to the bar. So. All right. Have fun. Bye, soulmates.